Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great start to your week. What's up, my man? How you doing, Ryan? Living the dream, buddy. Trying not to get a cold. Uh oh, you sound a little snotty. Ah, we had an outdoor little shindig Saturday night uh, down in Jasper, Georgia, and it was freezing to death. It's a terrible time for an outside low country boil. But yeah, I guess. How you feeling after the uh, weekend of football, my friend? That probably contributes to it as well. <laughs> uh, that I missed half of it because we were at that uh, at that birthday party, and I come back and watch the second half of the South Carolina massacre. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> What was happening there? And then, uh, of course, our Heisman quarterback tore his uh, ACL. So, man, I've been pulling Tennessee for the balls football. all year. <laughs> you know, you know, I've been a I've been a bandwagon riding balls man all all season, and I think that upset me more than the loss was seeing that that kid go down like that with that ACL. Buddy, that was rough. I mean, one you know, it's one thing to watch your uh, playoff chances blow up, but to see him go out like that, that was, yeah. that was sad. That hurts, man. That hurts. Uh, Arkansas got bowl eligible, so we'll see them in the Liberty or hey. uh, Birmingham Bowl. So good for okay. them. Proud of them. Uh, but now it's basketball season. We're full on basketball season. So here we go. But but tonight we talk kayak fishing. <laughs> we got Cody. This Milton. is a kayak fishing podcast. Yeah, we got we got Cody Milton in here. The the well, really the AOI of both Hobie of and KBF. He's the AOI of life. I feel like if he yeah. would have fished bass, he would have won it too. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> former number one KBN power rank angler. He's living up to the hype every year. Ever since then, so I think that was what catapulted him into <laughs> that, his that was it. That's probably it. But also from Arkansas, you know, so repping Arkansas, proud, loud and proud, Cody, way to go. Um, but yeah, we got him in here tonight. We're going to talk to him about his AOI, you know, both his AOI victories. I don't even think he pursued the bass one this year. He could have had the triple. No, I don't think. Him. I don't know. We were talking about that last week. I don't know if he if he fished a bass event. I know last, I think it last year he went ahead and clipped that Lake Fork trophy and said to hell with it and just rolled with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. So. He's got one to put on the shelf. He's good. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll ask about his plans for next year. Maybe he'll try to get all three next year. So we'll see. But we'll get him here in a minute. Um, as always, we'd like to, to shout out the sponsors before we get rolling. Show's presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. They got a great Black Friday deal going this week, Ryan. I got a graphic right here. Let me throw this thing up. There you go. Look at this. So KBN this numbers. is uh this is a KBN special here. Yeah. Uh so KBN or 25 KBN. Don't don't be fooled with our KBN 25 <laughs> promo code for Revo, but uh 25% off hard baits and this runs for 5 days where the Black Friday special that is store wide is just Friday Saturday. So don't don't get mixed up there. There you go. So this is yeah. online only right here the KBN special. Yeah. 25 KBN on all hard baits. So when you need to stock up on hard baits, 
I always was one to use that tackle warehouse deal. If, if I think it's like 20% off a lot of their junk on whatever, but this is better than that. So better. use dugout on black Friday. 25% is in my math is better than 20%. So it's That's better right. than five, better than Bass Pros, better, better than, than the other websites. So hook up uh dugout. Let me set that back up one more time. You can do that yeah, right now. Yeah, Today's yeah. the 21st. So right so now it you is. can go use 25 KBN on dugoutfishing.com and, and hook that up. So. Stay on the live stream. But open another window and, yes. and order while you listen. That's right. Multitask. Get it done. Uh, and then, of course, Ryan already said the code for Revo. KBN25. It's the opposite. So get over to Revo.com and get yourself a little stocking stuffer. Uh, Revo, best lenses on earth. Uh, we haven't really – we don't do like the pro staff guys and announce our sponsorships that just re-upped. But we are partnering with Revo for another year, and we're excited about that. So we'll announce that right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, we're partnering with them for another year. We're glad they're back with us. And, you know, we're real happy with the products. Everybody that's gotten the products has been real happy with it. So get over there and get you a pair, and I think you will be too. Uh, and then, like Ryan on Ryan's desk right there, Western Sun Vodka, the OG sponsor of the, of the live stream. Appreciate them. I think your Thanksgiving would be more bearable if you go grab you a big bottle of vodka to watch the, the football in the afternoon. Yeah. Eat a big turkey. Watermelon and strawberry uh, yeah. we've, we've approved recently. Yeah, you'll be asleep by 4 o'clock. Turkey, turkey and vodka, you video. Uh, but yeah, so if you're watching this, wherever you're watching from, hook us up and share this, especially on, on Facebook, hit share. If you're on Twitter, hit retweet. I guess what it is now, the new Twitter over there, hit retweet. The new Buy free, you an $8 check mark. The free smelling Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And if you're on YouTube, just leave us a comment and let us know where you're watching from over on YouTube. We appreciate you over there. All three of the audiences have been growing lately, so we appreciate anyone wherever you're watching from. So there you go. Thank you to the growers. The growers, we're growers, not showers around here. So we do. Um, what else would you talk about, Ryan, before we get Cody? Um, the Georgia Bass Nation, they had their state championship on a Hobie BOS lake um, that you'll see on their schedule next year, Seminole. And Joshua Deal smashed them. I think he had 93 inches on day one and was disappointed by that. <laughs> so he went out there on day two and cracked them pretty good. That's the real deal. Real deal. The real deal. Yeah. Real deal. And our boy, Dylan Lowry. Dylan Lowry got up there. He tried to make a run at it. Dylan said he's having some trouble keeping keeping some fish pinned. So we're going to practice in the off season. Ryan Van Tyne said two KBN five is the Western Sun Code. No, we don't have Western Sun Code. Legally, you can't order that through the internets, I don't think. So let's uh, get an app the bottle it, finder. Think, yeah, we can't do that. Bottle finder. So there you go. Yeah, congrats to Josh over there. I think that pretty much wraps up tournament season. It's kind of a late championship, but there's some trails already starting. Doesn't Tennessee start 2023 Probably. in 2022? Uh, the, the 10 Cats guys up there in Knoxville had their first tournament this past weekend, I think. I'm not a big fan of that. So That's wild. <laughs> Marshall it's calling it. out Dylan. He used to shaking off 22s. Got him rolling on a swim jigs, his favorite line. Yeah. These clubs be rolling on fiscal years instead of calendar years. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's get Cody in here, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk to Cody Milton. What's up, Cody? What's up? How are you guys doing? Good. You're going to be a regular on here, bro. Right I here. like it. I like it. Hey, See, pan that a little so bit to your left. Look I was going to say, there was some debate in the comments. Are you the Jordan of kayak fishing? And then some disrespectful person said, or is he the LeBron? Cody's not fake, all right. He's not the LeBron. He's not out there flopping. He he. We'll give him. We'll give him the Jordan title. I think I, he'll go I, with that. 
grew up in the LeBron era. I'm not. That's the draft I remember. So I'm not. I'm not upset with either. Okay. You grew up in the. You're not a flopper too, though, are you, Cody? You're too real for that. Try not to. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't gonna let that happen. Somebody said you were you at least a Magic Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was referring to, but. <laughs> Weird. Well, man, you know, we talked about this last week when we had Nelly on here about winning the TOC. The one that, I hate to call it shocking because it wasn't shocking. You were up high in the standings, but everybody looking at the standings during the TOC, including Ryan and myself, thought it was like a shootout at the end there between the Minor Brothers. Completely discounted you, Cody. I'm yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> you know, we didn't really do the math. We just said, oh, they're up there high and they've got high finishes. And, you know, now they're up there in the top 10. Well, just like normal, just strong and steady, Cody comes sliding on in there and gets the gets the AOI. Did you expect? Did you do the math in your head before the end of that tournament and think you had it won? Or, or? I no, I mean, I knew Jason Broach called me, so if he ever calls with numbers, like you, close. <laughs> so that was like my first tip. But no, other than that, I, I mean, I, I just as easily thought I'd finish third as I did first. Um, like I, I, I knew. I think Reno Russ. I talked to Russ. I knew he. They only had four fish. I think Christine was up there, and I knew she had had a tough day. Um, but no, man, I really didn't know it. And to be honest, I would have thought that I would have needed more. Like, but I mean, I also knew it was going to be tough that last day, and it really was. I mean, I probably had like 73, 74 inches at like one o'clock in the afternoon or one point. Um, but it was honestly like that every day. Like I really pretty much caught most of my fish in the last hour and a half. All, How like, was all. it weighted for the TOC this year? Was it one and a half times? Thought it was one and a half. And someone was telling me that it was actually the same. So, oh, really? Was, yeah, but I don't know if that is the case. Or not, but I, I knew they changed it from double, but yeah. I didn't. I, honestly, I didn't pay enough attention to what they changed it to because I wasn't even in the ballpark of needing to know on that one. <laughs> Steve's watch. Steve Fields is watching. Throw in the comments, Steve. St- Steve don't know either. <laughs> He's just glad to find the lake. He's like, if it ain't a shotgun start, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were watching. Like you know, I, we kind of had the rough math done as far as how far. Ewing would have to finish in front of Russ or Nolan would have to finish in front of Ewing, all of that, but completely forgot about because you had like two a second and a third or two seconds and a third or something like yeah. super <laughs> tack driver consistent yeah. going into it. And I was like, well, shit, they would have to beat Cody by like 14, 15 places to, <laughs> to be able to knock him off and nobody noticed that. <laughs> you know, coming through the back. Yeah. Like yeah. When, when, when you – I'm not going to say it. Okay. Uh, the Steve Fields hit us with the read the rules. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. That a boy. That a boy. Yeah. He's a pro. Yeah. Um, with the drops, you know, when there's nine events and you have drops, I guess mm-hmm. you kind of can get lost in the in the in the mess there. You know what I mean? You just look at look at a couple of finishes and you look at the final event and you think, oh well, it's got to be these people, and you don't go through and do the math and say, oh, wait a minute, this guy has his worst finish is a is a fourteenth. He's got a win, but he's also got a 14th. And, and then over here is Cody's just strong and steady. All your finishes were top fives. So mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Good stuff. Which one did you feel was harder to win? You, we can talk about the KBF AOI too, but there's a lot more events you can fish in KBF and the way they stack events on one weekend and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Which, which one did you feel like was harder to, to get? I mean, in all, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's really hardest to win the Hobie one, but in reality, it's like, I feel like you gotta you have to have you gotta be a little luckier in the KBF one because of like the same 
like you have a lot of people that maybe just fished St. Clair and won both days and then, you know, fished one other tournament, had a so-so event and then had a good championship. So it was like, I don't know. And I feel like there was a lot of people that were in that boat on that one. I feel like with the Hobie one, there was probably, I don't know. I probably looked at like six to seven people. I felt like that had a really good chance to win that angler of the year. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, as far as like, they both just, just the championship matters. It seems like on both of them, like you have to have three solid events at some point during the year. And then you need to have a really solid championship. Um, I don't know. It's hard to answer. Like, as far as just like, from a fishing standpoint, like I would say like the Hobie one's definitely the hardest one. Um, as far as just like, I don't know, like running around the country, like making sure I'm keeping up with like what I need to do in certain tournaments, like probably the KBF one. Cause there was more people that had a chance to win it when it all came down to it. But I don't know. They definitely, they definitely both mean a lot. I've never won the Hobie one before. So it's, it's probably ranking a little higher right now. Well, I think when you look at, field size and and even if you look at the aoy standings this year the hobie series was so much more competitive this year with having 200 nearly 200 anglers in in most all of their events that made you know there's a lot of names that you know were were in that top 50 to 60 anglers that you know might not have even paid attention to it beforehand they may have only fished one tournament but this year it seemed like people were investing in it a lot more for sure and you know, if if the turnouts were similar, that would have made the you know three out of, or four out of five, which is what Bass was, mm-hmm. makes that extremely difficult. But their turnouts weren't as high, so it's all, all three of them had their different nuances to try to, to try to win, right? Yep. So. In your mind, what do you like better? What do you think is a more uh, all-encompassing viewpoint on AOI? Do you think it's every event? most events a select three events like what do you think as far as and and i think you probably would have won hobie aoy no matter which cut you took of <laughs> of those events unless you just said all nine or something but i mean what do you like better what do you think is really more recognizing of an angler i mean i mean this isn't just like going Bassmaster, FLW, or you know any of the series there are now but i mean there's never really been a bass like nothing ever ends at the championships. Like your angler of the year, you know, is for what happened during that year. In my opinion, um, I feel like the championships are a time where everyone kind of goes for broke. And if you don't catch them, it's fine. You're just happy to be there. So like, I don't know, like personally, I like when it closes at the end of the, you know, the last regular season event of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I've definitely made up a lot of ground during those championships. So like, I'm glad that that's been part of it, but I don't know. I like it ended during the regular personally i like that logic you know as far as that taking an extra amount of pressure off i do agree that you have to have a minimum number i don't know if like for hobie doing nine events or whatever is three too low of a number for angler of the year i i think maybe five events and drop the championship out that way when you're going out there and you're fishing for 50 grand that's what you're focusing on is fishing yep. for 50 grand. So you're not trying to play safe chess moves to, to worry about an AOI deal instead of just going, going after it and trying to, trying to win the whole shebang there at the TOC. 
Yeah, and I think that'll even be easier to do as like, you know, it really is the only time a lot of the top people get to be on the same body of water that are in the AOI race. So like, I get that argument behind it too. It's like, it's the only time, you know, everyone in the top 20 are getting to fit together. But I don't know, mm-hmm. I f- I f- as the tournaments go on more and more, that's going to keep happening. Yeah, the Marshall, last year's yeah. AOI agrees with you, Cody. He says the championship counts because it's the first time they're all together. Which oh, yeah. It is, but that's the thing. If you increase the the number of qualifying events for an AOI, then you will obviously increase the likelihood. If there's only nine events and you say you have to fish five, you and that other person have probably fished against each other in, in one of those five that you needed for the yeah. AOI. Not saying that it has to change, obviously. I think they did a great job with it this year. They listened to the feedback. It ended up actually knocking Edwin out of winning the AOI by going away from the 2X multiplier in the TOC, which is almost, uh, you know, kind of sad justice on the point system there. Uh, I had to poke I had to poke Todd Miner a little bit after after the results came out on that one. He's like, yep, that's math, you know. Got me this year. We wanted to uh, we want to talk about some of the keys to to chasing an AOI title. But first, before you before you came on, we talked about the triple crown. Did you did you even fish any bass events this year? You didn't have a shot at that, I, did you? No, I fished. I'd qualified for the classic. I think I fished one the year before at Lacrosse. So I'd qualified at Lacrosse, and then okay. I fished classic on Russell, and then that was the only one I fished this past year. Okay, so there wasn't a, there wasn't a chance for the triple crown. No, but I think it ends first. So like, there's still the chance for the round calendar, like Tiger Slam. So okay, Tiger Slam. I like that. Yeah, yeah. possible. Okay, okay. Uh, depending on their schedule, could that change next year? Could you fish some more? I'm I'm planning on fishing. Uh, I'm definitely I'm wanting to fish the first couple of all of them next year and just kind of see how it goes from there. What's your favorite event on the bass schedule? You haven't released yet, Hoss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> assuming that's there <laughs> that's gonna it's gonna make planning a little more difficult we need to schedule bass please thank you yeah yep. come coming soon just like our interview with the guy in charge right well it's different now jeff i know it's different i know we're patient over here we're patient around these parts aren't we during the, holidays. During the holidays uh todd awesome. miner's crying in the comments ryan i put the crying face up for you there todd crying. got to shoot some ducks the other day he's fine he'll be all, all, right. Right. all right you started duck hunting yet cody it opens this week, this weekend. You planning on getting out? Last Saturday, but it was like the only good public land we had was pretty much hunting rivers. Like we don't artificially flood any hardwoods in Arkansas anymore. So like as of last year, so there's not a lot of options other than just hunting the river right now. And I don't know. I think the crew I went with just shot a bunch of teal and wood ducks. So I didn't miss Heck a yeah. lot. <laughs> I saw our governor elect with a nice little photo op with a bag full of ducks down, oh, yeah. down there on the river somewhere she was posing with her shotgun so That's good for awesome. her. I like it <laughs> better good dust her. her hands for for powder residue see if she actually pulled the trigger on that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um let's talk about chasing these aois man because it's a different animal i think we've talked about it on here before it's hard to win them whether it's a local trail regional trail national trail like you just did it's hard no matter where you're doing it at so Give us some of your keys to being able to to stick with the grind and, and pull something like that off. KBF back to back years, right? You were last year's champ, and then yep. double dipping this year. Um, I don't know. I feel like even last year included, it was like I did almost all my work 
it seemed like early in the spring and then I like snuck one good smallmouth tournament in there. Like that that was that had been my the last two years. Um I didn't get a good smallmouth tournament for the Hobie this year. But um I don't know. Yeah, I mean I for I mean you can look at the last three to four years. Like I'll kinda do well up until about May and then I'll struggle for about three months and then like may or may not have a good fall. <laughs> like just depending on where we go. Um but now I mean I don't know. It's not like I don't I mean I was I was kinda saying this earlier. I I know I've talked about it on here, but just all most of the fisheries we go to, it's like they've been famous for too long. They're not really that good. So it's like just <laughs> Where you are goes along. Like Caddo's an exception. Like anyone can get excited about going to fish Caddo, but like you go to some of these obscure places, like it's or you know during a terrible part of the year, like you know no one wants to go fishing some of that stuff. But I don't know, just kind of follow. Yeah, like like that. You know, like I love you, follow. I wish we were going back to you, follow. Like that place is awesome. Yeah, you can. We'll set up a (laughs) tournament just for you down there, Cody. Great example. Online special. <laughs> I got two twenty threes in two days. <clears throat> I I didn't get twenty three inches of fish in two days on you follow. <laughs> it's rough. It is. It is. What's what was your favorite lake out of both trails? What was your favorite lake that you fished this year? Uh, Caddo for sure. Oh, but I mean, the other second would be Santee. Yeah, um, which are both similar setups as far as yep. swampy flooded timber type stuff yeah um i don't know i always enjoy broken bow i mean it's kind of like a good version of our arkansas lakes is like the best way to put it it's like a small scale version of these terrible lakes like you know beaver bull shoals and those things so like i don't know on a smaller scale where it's like you know like you can put it together in a few days so i don't know i really enjoy broken bow and have the last few years i like broken bow a lot i like the 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 environment uh should we say <laughs> there for the after hours entertainment i like uh i like the lake i like the fact that i only really had to know where one ramp was and just <laughs> pedal from there uh, it's pretty simplistic. If they had better cell phone service, that's the only thing that I would change on Broken Bow is uh, I don't need to stress out over, you know, dehydrating and not getting my fish submitted. Next year, we're going to get a hold of uh, Elon. We're going to go with Starlink out there, get some Starlink going. I mean, that's that's the future, dog, that we'll be out there streaming. We'll be out there streaming live on Starlink. Yeah. Uh, Garrett said no sleep, but he made it day two. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Gotta stick Ryan's together. He, he tries to drag down at least a portion of the competition leading up to the tournament. <laughs> he, he hitched to the wrong card on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. He was Bob Baylor. He said Beaver and Bull Shoals are terrible. No, they're not terrible. Bull. Bob, what are you talking about? Oh, you know, no, I don't mean they're that terrible. I mean, you know, if you're, you know, you get 15 pounds, like you should go to weigh in any time of the year. You know, you get you 12, 15 pounds, you should always go to weigh in. That's what bra- I've been trying to brag on bowl, man. Don't be shooting it down. I here keep, well, show. so you keep bragging on it. And I talk to other people and they're like, man, that's a mediocre fishery. Mid eighties will do you good. Oh yeah, it would. <laughs> Jeff. I've been hearing cool things about the smallmouth down there. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I, I have heard really good things about the smallies. I think it's just a fun, especially in the spring, you know, the, yeah, hundred miles of buck brush you can go flip, and all the stuff you can do on bowls just unique and fun. I think it'd be cool, and you know I'm biased. It's my favorite yeah. lake in Arkansas. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're they're so pretty. 
let me let me tag on to that question about the lakes, Cody. You said, you know, some of these lakes are overhyped and mm-hmm. you know, we go back to the same old lakes because they're famous quotes, famous. Yeah. What are some lakes that you haven't seen show up on these tournament national tournament scale uh, schedules that you think should? Man, Cayuga was one of them. I've wanted to go up to Cayuga for about five or six years now. Um, I think they that one's they got that one perfect. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've been missing. We had it a little bit with Champlain a couple years ago. Um, I feel like we've been missing like a big lake smallmouth tournament. And I know I missed out on Winnipesaukee, so that could be. You know, some of that just personally me, but I don't know. Missing missing like a big Lake Erie, you know, Lake St. Clair, Millax. I know that's a little small, like something like that. I don't know. I begged and pleaded to get St. Clair on. <laughs> it would be fun. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Like there's been tournaments held there before, so I don't know, like, I guess they're saying you can't find a host city or municipality or something. I don't know. Bass has held tournaments there, so there's got to be somebody that gives some money for something. Yeah, and I know the last couple times Bass has done it, though, they've, like, done it out of Stadia, I think, which is, like, that whole southwest, that south south end of Erie. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. And they were still running all the way to St. stuff. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, probably unique supporters and things like that, but – um, I don't know. A lake smallmouth tournament. I think that's like the one one the one window we didn't hit the a little bit. Zach Wilson says Lake Cumberland and Jay Wallen's always pumping that up as a smaller yeah. lake. Always yeah. talking about it. But I think I think host location slash municipality money may be a factor oh. in that one as well. Mm. <laughs> we got some people throwing some stuff in the comments. Sturgeon Bay, Orange yep. Lake, Florida. Sturgeon they got Bay. them smallies in Orange Lake, boy. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Sturgeon Bay's legit. Uh, Bob Baylor says have the casinos sponsor uh, Millax Roadrunner running something out of out of Millax up there. Yeah, uh, we'll see. How many acres is Millax? I mean, that's that could hold uh, that could hold a turn. I mean, obviously that'd be a long haul for a lot of people, but seems to have the quality of fish that you're looking for. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't think any like acre miles like i think like square acres has a lot but i think shoreline miles is kind of minimal just a big bowl right big circle yeah Yeah. and i think some of those lakes up there you're real weather dependent like you go up there and it's windy for three days you just can't even have the tournament right i think so yeah that'd be sweet yeah oh we got dugout (laughs) bait and tackles facebook page in the comments look at that oh my gosh they're watching us ryan the sponsors are watching us we got to tighten things up around here how do we do this I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands now. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm wearing down. your shirt. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, Cody, continue on with that that mindset of trying to win AOI. Talk about that, the mental fortitude, whatever it takes. It sounds like you were saying you just leaned on your strengths early, like you like fishing the pre-spawn and spawn. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of your mindset is just hammer your strengths and hold on to the – hold on for the rest of the year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of, I don't know, it felt like I was just holding on all year. I mean, I was still trying out there. It might not have always looked like it, but um, I don't know. I mean, just not like, I mean, not even just like flat tires or like getting stuck. I mean, I was just like small things I see people get really frustrated about. If you really, I don't know, if you almost just laugh about them and like keep going about the day, it seems to like benefit me in a, I don't know, a way better way. Um, 
And it's just little things like, you know, breaking off two different things after you've retied a drop shot for the first time in six hours or something, you know, like no one wants to retie another drop shot. Like, I don't know. It's just things like that. Like, I don't know. Just kind of laughing about things when you probably could have been a little upset about them. I'm sitting here thinking the AOIs like Marshall. He's kind of a happy go lucky guy, although he does have his dude, his bullshit. No, Marshall right? is a roller coaster on <laughs> tournament he? day. Okay, like he's the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows. Like he's ready to sell it all and go to the house, and then he moves ramps and catches eighty nine inches. Like okay. it's it's he's he's a, a strange headspace on his performance. And then we got Drew over there. He's Drew seems a little bit neurotic. I don't know if that's an accurate statement or not, but he's but he's not like a roller coaster of emotions. He just is very yeah. analytical, you know what I mean, of, of what he's doing. Um, so I don't know. I was trying to pigeonhole like a certain mindset to, to be good at winning AY, but maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, similar but, fishing styles, though. I mean, I yeah. don't think there any of us really use a graph too, too much. I don't I guess they don't use them at all. I do use them some. but Marshall used one in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time he's ever used a fish finder, but that's, that's awesome. solid. Yeah, I like that. We got some Texas lakes rolling in. Oh, Ivy. Yeah, another. We're always talking about Kingdom. Ivy, but they said like cell phone service and and hosting is it would be the it's main issue on Ivy. Where there is nothing around. Uh, somebody I like said to go. Possibly. I I just want to go fish it in the winter one time just to see the yeah. the show. Hawassi, OHIV, Possum Kingdom. Was, did y'all like Possum Kingdom? I didn't go to that event. I didn't go to the championship that, that year. I know I, Mark set them on fire, but overall, yeah. did y'all like that lake? No, I mean, it was it was fine. I think people got like an overly insane view of what Possum Kingdom is. <laughs> <laughs> rose like 16, 20 foot, a gin click turned to mud, like they were shallow. I don't know. I think it could be a really tough lake in the um like during the summer i think it's pretty tough like a live scoping fest probably the guys that, that were out there that got to pre-fish some before the cutoff mm-hmm. i think they saw a different a different deal like yeah. obviously you know where joe and mark were especially with all that current that was running through stacked obviously there's a, a, a plethora of giant fish that live in possum kingdom but I like Cody was saying, I think that kind of freak uh, weather pattern event that we caught really stacked them up in a couple spots. And you and it it might have overinflated some people. <laughs> it was like, I don't think we're going to see 117 inch bags every time we go back. Um, but I know like they were uh, Matthew Scotch sent me of I think they, they shocked out there in the fall not too long ago. And it was like ranked, you know, almost just as high or higher than you know any of those other top top texas lakes so i mean i know it does have them but i feel like it's almost kind of got a little ozark syndrome in it for texas like gin clear i think a lot of the fish suspend out there on a regular basis just chase shad around don't hold yeah. to a lot of, you know uh, the- i was on a big flat down south and there were just like random fish just scattered every couple hundred yards there was no yeah. rhyme or reason to it at all which is fine if that's where they want to live, I guess. But <laughs> it was painful drifting a drop shot across that flat for hours. I think I threw a sink out of the whole tournament too, so that's why I didn't love it. I Dude, like- I'm, I moved somewhere else nearby and started dragging a sinko and started catching the shit out of them on the second day. And I was like, God, I hate when that. Like, you know, it's so simple. You don't want to do it, but then you do it, and you're like, God, that was so stupid. 
Red River and Sabine River. Don't. <laughs> quit. Louisville? Quit. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Levi's tripping, talking about Louisville in July. He sounds like, uh, what's that guy's name? Clifton Allen out here. Yeah. I ain't going to say nothing to Levi because he's a big old boy. I ain't going to be ugly to him. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe it's too. only the Giants that like to fish Louisville. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, hey, Steve, Hobie Janitor's got a question for you, Cody. He said, now that 22 is over, winnings versus expenses, if he can ask. Uh, reason I have, you had a great year and some good payouts. So did how did it all equal out for you? Not You don't have to give hard numbers, but did it, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely worked out pretty heavily. I mean, I, th- <laughs> I think it worked out. Um, I had three, like, $10,000 weekends on KBF, like, not counting the national championship. Um, and then I had probably four, you know, several thousand dollar weekends for, for Hobie. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of spitballing what, I don't even know what some of these numbers are coming to right now, but then um, you got the Hobie AOI prize, which was pretty heavy. 20 something at the national championship. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, you know, well over 50 something, I imagine. Um, and you got that, the KBF AOI prize coming in when that hits. Yeah, that'll really still going to be the same number, but <laughs> um, it's a write-off. Be careful on that; it becomes a write-off. Yeah. It's a good write-off loss on that. It's a big, one of the bigger trophies I have. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Garrett talking about Washita. The grass is coming back. Ryan's favorite lake, and the fish fishing is way better. If if that's true, when I first moved here, Cody, way back in the day, yeah, back in uh, the late nineties, Washita yeah. was legit, dude. I mean, it was full of grass, and the fishing was – that's where I learned to really fish was there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's kind of taking a downturn. They had that largemouth bass virus, had some grass die off. So maybe it'll come back. We'll I thought I hated Wachita until I went to Dardanelle. I, <laughs> I completely apologize, Wachita. I can't wait to see you again. I just I just hope we get one good Arkansas tournament. And what's bad is I couldn't even tell you where – That's the sad <laughs> I couldn't even – What's that, uh, what's that lake with all the standing timber in it that I drive over – Going to Oklahoma. That's Conway. It's not big Conway. enough for a 200 person event, but it could it's hold not, a it, it could hold cool. a championship. It could hold. It a looks like a cool spot. Yeah, that would be nice. Conway's got them. It's got biggins. It does. Don't don't let don't let Morgan in whatever tournaments there. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of like it's a little bit. It's more like Caddo than most Cypress Tree Lakes. Yeah. Like they're they're not always on the trees. They're in the grass half the time, and I feel like they're on the trees half the time. Um, kind of like Caddo. Yeah. Uh, did you see that question from Nate? It, it was a good one. Where's that? Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. What do you think makes your style so consistent, Cody? Um, it it's it can change with weather. I can change with any day pretty effectively. I feel like. Um, you just slow that spinner bait down. Is that all you do? <laughs> yeah, I just below to the spinner bait on the cold days. No. Um, it, the vein a lot. Like, man, I'll like I can move three to four times. I don't feel like a lot of times I'm giving up time. I don't always do that, but I don't know. Like having being able to move quickly is something that I do. I don't know. I do value. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's just like if something's not working. If something worked day one, like there's zero part of me that is even trying to make it work on the second day. Like really? zero part of me. Like, and I can't tell you how many mornings like. I like like pushing a buzzbait bite or something into the mid morning, like where I've caught a, I just caught a fish on a buzzbait and like I won't make another cast with it that morning because like I knew like that when that last one I got was already pushing it, and then I like I'll go to something else and it's like 
or it's kind of a small example, but it's like it applies more in like the fall and spring when you have three to four to five different types of bites going on. Um, probably even more so in the spring. Like I feel like if you don't have three or four different bites going in the spring, like you're kind of hurting. Um, but the summer it gets kind of stagnant. Like I feel like you just get a few good hours and then it's like a grind from there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never get excited about fishing during the middle of the summer for some reason. That's interesting. Do you have like an internal clock? Like I'm throwing this for 15 minutes and I don't get a bite. I'm switching or I, I used to put time on things like more with colors, like more I'd throw a, like a white buzz bait for 15 and then I'd throw a black one for 15 and then I'd switch back and forth and like, you know, count the bites in between. But I don't do that probably as much as I used to do, but it definitely, I don't know. It really does work. Man's got a science out here. Yeah, well, I, now I am coming up with some common commonalities between these AOIs, Ryan, because Jordan moves a lot. Arkansas side. Drew moves Jordan a lot. Jordan moves a lot. <laughs> Drew sure. moves a lot. Cody moves a lot. I need to start moving. Damn it. I got to get more, more mobile, I guess, Cody. Yeah. Uh, I count cast more than time, Jordan says. Do you do that, Cody? Count your cast? Only when I – no, I count the time on Cinco cast. I'll, but never, I, I can't say I'd necessarily count the cast. No, usually, I usually, usually more of a time frame. But there was a cool, I know, uh, it was on like, I think it was Trait and Chris Saldane had a podcast with Rick Klun. Yeah. About, they talked about like the amount of cast he made and like amount of times it was hung up during those casts. I don't know. That stuff is pretty interesting though. Like, you don't realize how much time you're actually wasting during a day. Like, if, there's some anglers where if they actually fish for eight hours during the day, like there's no telling what they would catch. Like yeah. it's so difficult to fish for eight hours. You know, uh, Dwayne Beatty over here, he, he's one of the fastest fishermen I've ever seen. Like he makes a lot of casts. I know yep. Jordan does. I know Russ, Russ fishes. He makes a lot of casts, right? Um, there's something to be said for that, man. I mean, more, more casts, more opportunities, right? Yeah. I mean, it's taken more of that like KBD mentality. It's like, 90% of the fish aren't biting, but I'm just looking for the 10% that are, you know, and it's just those bites are, you know, one in 10 between where they normally would be. If they were biting, but you can still get some of them. Jordan says Rick Clinton talks about not changing baits. So he doesn't make bad casts. Interesting. Um, yeah. I haven't I heard that before. That's cool. I usually have about 20 baits laying in the bottom of my boat after a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're actually biting like I thought they were going to, then I only have one rod in the boat. <laughs> I, um, I try to get through the switching through lures here in practice. Like I'll run through a ton of lures in practice, like color variations and stuff. But like, I don't know, like usually if I get a couple bites on one of them and like they're biting a green pumpkin one way better I don't know. I'll like think in the back of my head, well, maybe they'll switch to like this green shad, like a little off color or something, but I don't know. I don't usually, I don't play around with colors a lot during a tournament. It's usually more, more ahead of time. So speaking of practice, what is your ideal number of practice days? And then how do you determine, you know, which lakes need a little more effort? Is it more of a weather thing or if you've been there before, like how do you determine your, your practice time? It definitely kind of all this. I think three days is the perfect amount, though. Um, I think you have one day. I don't know. In our sport, it's a little different. Like, because you really do kind of need a half a day of drive time. Like, I don't care where you are almost. Um, 
we now we have been to enough of these places now where like I feel like I've eliminated that half a day on a lot of places, like you know, like some of these Tennessee River places and whatnot. Um, but no, I mean, if you are not familiar with the, I don't know, I've gone about this a couple different ways. Like, I feel like you can either like pick on a map of places like you want to go see and then find a way to get to them, or you can find every possible way to launch and then you can kind of go from there. Um, I've gone about it both ways, like in like throughout the whole years. And I don't know, I do think it works both ways. Um, but no, I mean, just, I don't know, knowing what the lake offers, like if you know that ahead of time, you eliminate a lot of that pre-practice that a lot of people would be spinning, driving around, looking at watercolor and things like that. But um, I don't know, like a lot of us have done this enough now, like, you, know, you, you might not know where you're launching, but I feel like you have a good idea what the trending bite should be, you know, during the tournament anyways. Jordan's talked about people not knowing how to practice as far as landing and sore lip and fish. How do you go about that? You cut hooks off, just try not to set hooks, try not to even catch fish, just more I just, I, good areas? Two out of an area. Um, and I'll never, like if I catch two in a row, I never make a third cast. Um and then sometimes there's, you know, not more there. And then sometimes there are, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a good number. Um, there is something to be said about catching a lot of, even if they're not the fish you're looking for, there's something to be said about catching a lot of 14 inch fish in an area that you plan to fish, whether it's like stress hormones from releasing them, you know, whatever, like some people, I know a lot of people think that, but I think it's just, you know, being in the area, you know, kind of disturbing, disturbing what's normal for the, for the environment and you kind of reference launch locations you're a guy that likes to look for off the beaten path or more difficult to access launch locations um what do you think about what you saw at the toc as far as the rules changing to uh specified ramps and then what do you think about going into next season as far as organizations incorporating more of that mentality into the rule set I mean, I love it. it. It essentially eliminates, like, if you only get two days to practice, for me, that's a whole nother day that you're actually on the water practicing. Um, whereas this game over the last couple years to three years, like, it has somewhat been dependent on what water you could actually get to from some launch that was just some public, you know, Tennessee Valley Authority land or whatever it may be, some WMA land. Because, like, man, I mean, I used to not pay as much attention to that stuff, but... I don't know. I mean, as much as I've hunted and used like hunt on X, it was like, you might as well use the public land knowledge you have for fishing because it goes a long ways. Like if you spend a lot of time on national wildlife refuges or wildlife management areas, like most of those laws, like the NWR laws are like the same across the country. Like, but I mean, I know the state laws and things all vary, but yeah, I mean, you have to take advantage of those things, but I don't know. No, I I would be just as thrilled with it not being a portion of the game, I guess. Because, um, I mean, it's fun to look for, but it's also a waste of time more times than it isn't. <laughs> and that's like the reality of it. I've wasted them. got stuck a lot more times than it actually worked out. I promise you that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would eliminate a lot. You'd be able to spend a lot more time on the water once you get to an event, I think, is the bottom line. Yeah, we've talked about it on here before of some of these rules trying to, quote, level the playing field. And I don't know, you know, you're not level, we're not making it level as far as equipment and, and, and tackle and things like that. But 
when you start talking about time on the water and you know where you can access from and things like that time to time to practice mm -hmm. uh, those are things you can kind of level with the rule set and it's not yeah. even a, a slight against anybody it's just like hey everybody is is with these this rule set and now let's let's roll it out there and see who can can find those fish within these within these parameters i don't think there's a thing wrong with that a lot of people took that when people we started talking about that they're like oh well you know drew was up a creek at pickwick and now everybody's yeah. wanting to cut off the creeks and i don't think it's about one one or two people in particular it's just about it's time to kind of standardize things yeah uh, as yep. we move forward is that fair to say cody uh, i think so i think once you hit this you know the the amount of of coverage media coverage attention sponsorship investments you know i think we're at that threshold to where like at the top level of this sport you got to you got to tighten the rules up like local grassroots stuff you know running around whatever i don't think that you know you you don't have to have a renaissance of the entire game but i definitely think at the top level it's it's time that we you know kind of shore it up a little bit yeah, I mean, for peace of mind, for people as much as anything, too. Um, I mean, we saw a lot of stuff go on this year, and we have in the past couple years. Like, I think the more question marks you can take out of it, the mm -hmm. better it is for kayak fishing in general, because then you don't have these asterisks on, on stuff. If you can get that yeah. out of the way, then we're all better off. Yeah, what I think, it as that stuff, like you just said, Cody, you saw that developing, and you're like, hey, these are the rules. I've got this app. I know the public lands. I'm going to, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And that's awesome. Use whatever rule you can to your advantage. But you got these guys that, that are, I hate to say on the fringe, maybe new, maybe, you know, you got a 200 angler field, maybe number 175 to 200 are on the fence about even putting their $250 in the, in the pot. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, man, I don't know how to find all that stuff. I'm not putting, I'm not donating $200 to this damn thing. Um, so when you eliminate that gray area, I think it brings a lot more people with a lot more confidence into it. And then, it also eliminates all the excuses because I think the same people will probably be at the top of the leaderboard and you can't say, well, you know, they were there for a month and a half and chainsawed their way back into three creeks and whatever. You know what I mean? You can't really say all that if, if everybody's playing by the same same book, right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it just, it eliminates like other rural discrepancies in my right. opinion too. Like it just, I don't know. It's and not, you know, like not even just the launch access. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, for one, like, I don't know what I don't like. I had a, I had a good time at our launch. Like we were we were listening to Born on the Bayou. It was fun, you know. We had a little blast off. Had a uh, live band there. Yeah. Were you at the launch with uh, semi nude Scotch by chance? I was. I were was. you? <laughs> oh my gosh! We're still waiting for the video. I'm still yeah. We we have yet to see any media leaks from uh, from Scotch's day out. Yeah, I hear it's coming. I don't know. Well, I can't wait. I, I texted him afterwards and didn't realize like the, the text didn't deliver. And it was like two days later. <laughs> I text Christine. I was like, does Scott still not have a phone? She's like, nope. <laughs> Just out there lost in the world. It's in the yeah. cloud. The images are in the cloud. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of people taking pictures out at Caddo. Just like with the harvester moon, eclipse, all that. He was definitely turning a, turning a lot of photographers' heads at the boat ramp. Bless him. <laughs> Marshall had some uh, some lady in some uh, like traditional Asian garb try to get in his truck at the at the boat ramp at Caddo apparently, and uh, one of the Hobie gay. photographers sent me a picture of her and her father out in a wooden boat paddling around there uh, <laughs> nearby. I was Jordan? like, "That's uh, I, wasn't it? It was Marshall, wasn't it?" 
I don't know. Jordan, confirm. You're in the comments. Confirm or deny that. It was either Jay or Jordan. I heard the same story. I thought it was Jordan. I could be wrong. Yeah. I think they thought they were part of the tour, part of the canoe yeah. tour. I launched with Jordan the first day, but I didn't ever see him after that. Did you see anybody in his truck? <laughs> <laughs> it was not Jordan. I think it was Jaybird. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. It was Jay then. Never mind. Sorry. Jay's in trouble. He did not take any tour guide uh, money that day. He did not do it. At least she didn't get a spinner bait in the leg then if it was Jay, so that's good. <laughs> that's right. Wild stuff at Cato. Um, any more questions for Cody while we have him? Throw them in the comments. Gosh. I'll tag on to this, man. We talked about your mindset and things like that, but give us – you ain't got to give us the full juice. Everybody knows you like throwing a spinner bait, but three lures that kind of carried you through the season. Um, I would say an accent spinner bait and a mega bass junior jerk bait. Uh, plus one and a slither rig by Strike King. Okay, it'd be my three. I would say a slither rig. Yeah, things better. Edwin was throwing one of those suckers. I was like, "What in the world is that thing?" Yeah, um, I don't know. I actually won my first angler of the year. I caught like every fish on a slither rig that year. What? And it's pretty well been been in the box since 2017 or eight. Crazy. Everybody's Google slither rig right yep. now. I'm doing it. You that, usually that and those little. <laughs> Actually, those little gizmo wasps are gonna sell out in moments. They still haven't showed up at my door. I ordered them right after that tournament. I'm still. They've waiting. got Jamie's got some in stock Does at he? the dugout bait and tackle right now. I held them in my hand last week. Maybe that'll fall under the hard bait. <laughs> Just tell him to squeeze it and see if he thinks it's hard or not. <laughs> hey, on Friday, I think you can get it on anything in the store. Okay. So 25. Yeah, there you go. Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Slither rigs and all. And Zach Wilson uh, seconds the plus one junior jerk bait. That that is a killer, especially around these parts, Cody. Oh yeah, yeah. Table rock shad usually. <laughs> I need to throw a jerk bait more. I like throwing it early spring, like when they're pushed up, pushed up shallow chasing shad, and it's way too cold to be out there. For some reason, that's the only time that I'm like. Let's do it. Let's let's get them on the jerk bait. Other than that, I'm like, it doesn't exist. It didn't feel like they stopped biting at the like it was like they bit it early in the year and then it just like continued the whole season. I don't think they do stop biting it, but that's think- my thing is I don't know why yeah. I stopped throwing it. <laughs> I, like over the last couple of years, live scopes just kept a jerk bait in everyone's hands. All that's year. true. Like, I, and and I think my resistance to that is probably a lot to do with why I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to just pedal around staring at the screen all the time. I don't want to not have live scope, but I don't want that to be like a, you know, integral part of every tournament. I wish somebody would have live scoped Scotch swimming for his phone. That'd have been legit. Dude, (laughs) that would have been big money right there. It might've been more of a perspective mode capability. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's tough though. That's the, anytime you have to get out and get in the water, uh, when it is not a comfortable temperature, when it's not to cool off on purpose, uh, that makes for a long, miserable day of fishing. He caught his two biggest fish butt naked, though, afterwards, I believe. So maybe he should have. That means it needs to be in the rules next year. I need to add a <laughs> PFD, no fishing naked. PFD and pants required. Yeah. yeah. No pants, no service. <laughs> Come on. Oh my gosh. What was, what are your, your, let's do two, your two most memorable moments from this tournament season? Man, the first one would probably be when I dropped my keys in the water, like you follow. Like, so I've been there for an hour, got back to the boat, it was like Tuesday. Like, I had just got there, like Tuesday afternoon. And 
realized that I broke my window. I realized I didn't leave my car. And I was like, I called Russ. I was supposed to camp with him. I was like, dude, I, I've got nothing. Like, I'm stuck at this ramp way, way up north. And he came and got I fished out of Cowicky Creek for the next seven, six days after that and made Cowicky Creek home. And it was, it was all right. Um, that'd be, that would probably be the, I don't know. It was one where it was like, I don't know. I could have, I could have been so fresh by it. I just like, I don't know. I was already maybe so lost at the time that it made sense. It was like, well, at least I can spend the last five days and apparently the best Creek in this place. And it was, I think, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the Matthew losing his phone in the uh, water is definitely fresh on my mind right now. That one would be a close second because, I mean, I didn't think it happened. Turned the like I turned the I turned around and knew what had happened, and I don't know. It's like, what do you say? Like, I didn't feel like I could say anything. Well, like anything I said, I just sounded like a jerk. So, <laughs> how many times has it happened? This isn't the first. I, I remember never- on Kentucky Lake, one happened when he had like a big bag in his hand. Yep. Um, and I mean, like he didn't have a giant bag at the time, but like that hour he was searching, I've definitely caught the majority of my fish <laughs> for it. Uh, oh, you man. heard it here first, first folks, uh, Scott's yeah. naked ranks above both AOI trophies as most memorable moments of the year. <laughs> I, 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 whole year. I don't know <laughs> what to say without <laughs> I'm just crossing kidding. some kind of line. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna let this one go. I think. No, I'm just too. kidding. Um, no, that, that's that's insane. There was a comment. Uh, look at this comment, Ryan Jordan. If you if you ain't scoping, you're hoping. All of a sudden, he's a dang uh, live scope aficionado over there. He's about Jordan. it. Um, he's there was another question. Shit. Steve Fields. He said, uh, "Tackles questions, reels, line, rods. What 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 do you roll with? Do you have a hodgepodge? Are you?" with particular companies on each one of those. So I, I have only Dobbins rods now for the last year and a half or so. Um, and I've loved them. I mean, I think here at, at Caddo in at the national championship, I caught every single fish on a 683, um, 683 casting rod or a 683 CB, like little crankbait rod. Um, like I caught most of them all on a DT four at Kentucky Lake. And I don't know. I mean, it's perfect for creeks. It's perfect for rivers. And with those cypress trees and a, rod like you don't have to be far away from those trees. like you can sneak up on those fish a lot more than you think you can um i mean especially turning everything off like i mean i i kept all kept all my graphs off all week um but no i don't know yeah Dob- the dobbin 683 that thing has been like mind-blowing to me the last couple months um shimano corrado on everything just different gear ratios um i usually use 14 pound gamma um on my spinner bait, but I use like I use sunline on uh, cranking rods. Use like fourteen pound sunline on some cranking rods, but twenty five pound gamma on all my slither rig fish. I don't ever mess around with the slither rig. Twenty five, okay. Yeah, I love braid, but I do. I like you. I can bend out a. I can bend out a flipping hook with twenty five pound gamma. Um, wow. Stuff's legit. Yep. But, I've seen some different trains of thought on that, talking about throwing fluoro on flipping rigs, especially around wood, because Bradle, Bradle oh, yeah. dig up in the wood, right? Well, yeah, I mean, as much as anything, it's like if you're not amazing at flipping, and I mean, I not like you should use fluorocarbon regardless. Like, it's definitely like it's a little bit of a handicap. Like, they won't drop it immediately if you hold the weight on them, like they will with braid. Like, I feel like you have like you get another second or two with them with fluorocarbon. Good tips. I like that. Um, 
Any more questions? Let's see. We've got some people throwing some comments in here. Yeah, I was reading through all the yeah the ramp he lost your keys at is the ramp that won the tournament. That right? I thought it was, but I don't know. I was I was talking with Bailey earlier. And I think that it, maybe he was at another one like right up the road or something. So I thought it was. I think maybe it was just a sign to stay there the whole week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Steve asked earlier, is that spot going to be a parking lot for the Cato event coming in the spring? But I don't think it'll be the same kind of deal. Uh, you know, those fish aren't good. Yeah. Buddy, that springtime that that lake is is nuts it's, uh, it, you yeah. can't you can't go there and have a bad time in the spring no. <laughs> it doesn't where you go either <laughs> like they spawn on that lake we uh, did uh probably it was like a 14 mile loop pre-fishing a couple years ago for the national championship there was like 12 of us just out to have a good time on the last day of practice and we probably caught i don't know 25 fish over 20 inches in that loop just everywhere yeah a foot shallow out in the middle like there i mean there's so many big fish in that lake and they all just get up there in a hurry to to lay their eggs that's gonna be i don't know santi could have could have the biggest bag but i i have a hard time thinking Cato won't put up the the biggest spring bag yeah it'll biggest like most bags over 90 or for sure will for sure be broken at that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to let you get out of here, Cody, but what do y'all think about the season, the BOS season next year, wrapping up on Sam Rayburn? I think that's a hell of a place to wrap the season up. Me too. Um, I, you know, I don't, I, the only time I got to spend time on Rayburn was like the middle of January for like four hours. And when we fished at 20 foot high and yeah. I don't know, you've probably <laughs> fished as many 20 foot high lakes as I have, Jeff, like they all get around here. And Generally, a lake gets that high, it's pretty tough to catch fish, and that tournament was very easy to catch fish. So that is, I don't know, a telltale sign of how many fish are in that lake, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I want to see it how it's supposed to be, because like you said, yeah. I mean, that was so much water, and not like I was catching them off people's chain link fences in their backyards and stuff. <laughs> but, so I mean, it's, it's, it's going like to be a different ballgame. Like, everyone was still catching them, though, which just blew my mind about that tournament. Like, usually you get super high water tournaments like that, like, they're just not everywhere, but... Man, it seemed like if there was open water, like you could catch fish out there. So yeah. it should be good. No, I guess it's been a poor grass year. I've heard from a couple of different people, but sounds like the common common theme everywhere. That's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Cody. Well, we'll let you get out of here, man. Congrats on both AYs. Impressive as always. Uh, ripping Arkansas the right way. Thank appreciate you, you buddy. Appreciate I'm sure we'll have you back on here before long with some other victory speech that we'll. I hope so. Yeah, Thanks. you'll Thanks. probably win the uh, the power rankings again. Yeah, yeah. Assume. Be, be watching for that. <laughs> Come see. Let Jeff get his magic calculator out, and he'll yeah. let you know shortly. That sounds good. I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs> All right, man. All right, see you, man. Cody Milton, everybody. Class act. Class act. Right, Super knowledge. How many times have we had him on here, Ryan? He's had to be on here half a dozen times now, at least. At least, I would say. Yeah. I mean, Cody's man. He's uh. Always a threat, and it, and it's like I said, it's almost criminal how we overlooked him at, at the end of that TLC. I, I really, I, I, I don't know. In my head, if you weren't in the top ten, you you weren't in the running for AOIs. How my mindset was going at the TOC standings, and that's my fault. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, Rich in the comments said he shared some good juice. He did. He sure enough shared some good juice. Cody's one of those knowledgeable, very knowledgeable anglers that doesn't mind sharing. So. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know why Joe Kirk is throwing out like every dinky body of water 
in the Chattanooga area here. I, he's wanting to go national next year, so I guess he's just trying to make sure national means local to him. So it's easy to try, Joe. Call it no one cares. And drive two hours, right? That makes it easy. <laughs> That's good yeah. stuff. Well, Ryan, I ain't got much else. What about you, man? I know it's Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody has a fun, wonderful Thanksgiving with their families out there. Got a million things to do. Cam's birthday tomorrow. Got a got a dinner plan. So I'm gonna be on my best behavior. There you go, man. Well, happy birthday, Cam, from the nation. Oh yeah. There you go. All right, we'll wrap it up. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Go buy you some stuff on Black Friday at KB at uh, DugoutFishing.com. Twenty five yeah. KBN. Look it up. We'll be back Monday.